What's up, Warriors? I'm Kaylee. And I'm Betsy. And this is the Not Your Mama Pod. The Not Your Mama Pod are not medical doctors. We don't have them fancy degrees that should be looked for when you're looking for an expert to help you with your physical or mental health. So please listen to us, enjoy us, but do not take our word as fact. Find yourself an expert. Make sure you get the help you need. We fully encourage you to find a way to live your best, healthiest life. So disclaimer, once again, we are not doctors. (laughs) Enjoy this episode. We know that surviving the holidays can be difficult as a chronic illness warrior or with a kidless or kid-free lifestyle. That being said, we hope you enjoy this annual holiday survival tip episode. We did break this up into two parts last year. We're resharing it for you in one bundle. We'll talk through endo chronic illness tips of survival for the holidays, and then we'll talk through kid-free, kidless life and how maybe to cope in that area. Let us know your tips and tricks. Enjoy this episode. We appreciate you. Happy holidays. You deserve to be happy. Bye. So are you uh, ready to jump into the topic for the week? Yeah, let's do it. Let's talk about it. So we just went through Thanksgiving. Happy belated Turkey Day to all of you guys. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Uh, before we jump into the rest of the holidays we really wanted to take time hold on can you gobble again (laughs) gobble 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 gobble. (laughs) that might be my favorite part um forewarning work on your santa ho 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 because it's coming oh yeah i got a quest i got that (laughs) um Keeping it in my pocket to, for you. You know, just, just going to practice that in the mirror. We want to talk through coping with the holidays, navigating the holidays, our tips, our tricks, our, you know, years of experience. I, I didn't do holidays well for many years. I feel like I'm reclaiming them, like my snow story. Yeah, Life is still good without being a parent, without having kids to be like, look at this shiny thing. Um, so I thought it would be a really cool timeline to talk through navigating that and then Betsy had this amazing idea where we we kind of identify for endo and adeno and then we do a part two for infertility to make sure we're really focusing in on both parts yeah so you can choose to listen to this one that is chronic illness based or you can choose to listen to part two which is going to be childless child-free based and how you're going to cope with the holidays being a childless woman. And to go along with this, if you have any tips about what you do to cope that maybe we don't talk about, please share it with us because we we definitely want this to be somewhere we all learn and kind of grow together. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm very eager to hear what people would add to our list. For sure. So we do want to keep it short and sweet. We are going to do our top five for chronic illness in no specific order because um, I think they're all highly important. And then we will do, like Betsy said, a part two for kid-free, kidless. So the first one that I had come to mind, Betsy, was honoring your diet slash medication routine. In America, at least, our holidays are super surrounded by food and gathering over food. And with a chronic illness, that could be super triggering. So do you plan ahead or do you make any like sort of approaches to help make it easier on you? Yeah. So I, I want to say that my little sister, so right now I'm gluten-free, dairy-free in case you didn't miss that part. But I do want to say that my little sister is gluten-free. So my mom had a whole gluten-free Thanksgiving, which was really nice. That is so Um, nice. I think the harder things are like different events that we're going to. Um, So we have have my work Christmas party this weekend. I'll probably eat before or be very cautious of what I'm Mm -hmm. eating just because I know that it's going to be a lot of things that probably won't agree with my body as of right now. So um, I have no qualms about like getting a little plate of food and grabbing something after or 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's easier if you're going out to eat, I think, because you can specif- specify for you, for your restrictions. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. That's what I do. I, if I'm eating at a friend's or a family member's, I have no shame anymore of asking like what they're eating and volunteering to bring food. So at least I know I have a side or something I can eat. Um, restaurants are the easiest because it's like all things worse. I just order a salad and I know I'm right. pretty much okay. Uh, going out to events, I always struggled. I usually always just ordered or asked if they had a vegetarian option. Yeah. Cause that's my best hope. My biggest thing with that is just making sure you think about it. When I struggled in the past, it was because I showed up somewhere completely unprepared and then felt rude if I didn't eat. Yeah, there's no shame in bringing a side dish that you know you're going to eat. Like, I'm queen of the veggie tray. I will always bring a big fat plate of veggies because I know that I can snack on those the whole time. And, you know, that's just my my go-to. But make your own dish. Like, who cares? (laughs) Yeah. I, I can say I, that I know it's sometimes do people do care, but so if I think they're going to care, I shoot them a text beforehand, like days beforehand. And I'm like, Hey, I'm following some pretty strict diet restrictions. I'm going to just make sure I bring something I already haven't bought, like trying to take all the pressure off of them. I will say I learned that lesson because years back I did a Friendsgiving and this amazing, amazing, amazing lady cooked for me. And she was like, don't worry. I know you're a vegetarian girl. I got you. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet. You're cooking stuff. First off, this lady needs a cooking show. She did amazing. She made me amazing vegetarian dishes. Um, What I failed to specify is I don't eat dairy. I don't eat heavy things. I don't eat these things. And so while it did technically meet my diet restrictions, Uh I got very, very sick. And I had to like sneak outside and like walk down the road tiny house bathroom connected to the living room I don't want her hearing me right my stomach's not prepared for this and it was a good lesson because now I'm just I'm very vocal like hey it's me it's not you or I'll eat a ton before I go and then just be like be not as hungry just kind of play it off you know what I mean um my husband has his work Christmas party uh Monday next Monday and I will say I just happened to be talking to one of the owners Um, the other day and I was explaining like this whole hormonal diet that I'm on and she messaged him the other day and was like hey I know Betsy is following a pretty strict diet do you want me to order something specific for her and I thought that was the sweetest thing and I'm like that is is my nightmare actually because I don't want people to feel like they have to do something specifically for me but I did I was very thankful that she thought enough about that for me yeah, those times stand out to me too. I remember, like, as I always take the approach, I'm just not going to eat. And pre-COVID days when we'd have happy hours or team bonding events at my, at that time, a really big corporation job, and they'd order all these appetizers. I remember when I had my first boss, I was like, hey, let's get this dish. Let's get the hummus dish too, because I want Kaylee to have something to eat. And I was just like, thank you. I would have yeah, never asked. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> um, so beyond me eating bad, or drinking too much, which I kind of follows the same principles. The other thing that totally trips me out is my schedule being off and feeling very overwhelmed to mm-hmm. overcommit. So what do you, do you feel that same way? Or what are your kind of feelings I there? I do. I always joke that I need a couple of days to recover after a big event, but it's not a joke. Like that's a real thing. Um, socialization takes a tremendous amount out of me. And yeah. so, yes, committing to like, I'll do this this day, but I'm certainly not doing anything the next day. Or just saying no, if you have too many things booked in that time frame. I mean, yeah, feeling free to create your own schedule. I think you said it really well, like, if you're going to do a, then you make sure you build in rest time, right? Recovery Mm -hmm. time, like, you know, it's going to take, I think I take slightly a different approach. Um, And that might be because my family unit's just a little bit different too. I try not to do much on the holidays, which is, is super, I don't know, untraditional. I did Thanksgiving at my house. I didn't go to anybody's Thanksgiving dinners. And I started doing that three years ago under the radar um, without telling people, because for me, the stress of like, 
just showing up on their schedule and eating and things like that. And then being stuck in a place that's not my home. Not only does it overwhelm me emotionally, sometimes it just, it's too hard on my body. And so I really limit what my obligations are. Mm -hmm. It really does take everything. Yeah. It really does take everything out of you. I mean, it's a lot, it's a lot mentally, emotionally to be around sometimes around certain people or just, even even if you're enjoying your time, just it's a lot. It's exhausting. Yeah. I definitely have the family members too. Like I live interactions all year long and it's not because I don't love you. It's because it's so taxing on me that I just I, I can't and and I'm not obligated to. Nope. Um so my Thanksgiving this year, food was done by noon. I watched KU play. I ate leftovers and I went to the gym. And do you know how guilt free I felt for the first time in my life? I love that so much. And I mean, that's kind of how we, I mean, last year was a little different because I had surgery, but it was so nice not to be obligated into going anywhere, doing Mm. whatever we wanted and just enjoying our time. My future goals is to travel on the holidays to get out of the city. I'm a little cautious still right now with pandemic-y things and it just, it's still a little hard to be totally mobile and free. Um, And unfortunately I do have a job that I had to work the day after Thanksgiving uh, but that's the future goal is for me to just like make them about me. But yeah, don't overcommit. Don't feel pressured. I have, and it might kind of go into the next one a little bit or one of ours, but I think I have pressure sometimes to be the one traveling. Um, actually, this is a tip I put on the kid for, list of kid free, but it, it falls here too. I feel like because I have those pressures they asked me to go places and I used to because out of obligation or my love for those family members. And because I do have a chronic illness, it was wiping me out and making me super sick. And I just put my foot down and said, you know what? I'm not traveling anymore. I, if I'm going to travel, it's at a really relaxed place to a place where I'm going to be relaxed, not right. traveling around the clock to go see family members, to be stressed out the whole time I'm there. It, it's just not joyous for me and I'm not doing it. I'm sorry. Nope. I love that. But Commit to what you want. Make sure you build in breaks. If you don't want to go, work on saying no way beforehand. Um, That open communication is what allowed me to say no. I just, you know, very gently said, hey, I'm good. I'm good. We got plans. I'm good. Now I'm like, oh, no. Hey, by the way, I don't want to do that. Thank you. Yeah, which is nice. I would feel very guilt tripped (laughs) if I did that, which is a whole nother thing. But I, I would specify, love to. I, I need have to very work. limited local family. Yeah, all my family is right here. I'm sure it does. So, um, no, I think that's great. I think that's amazing. And yes, absolutely. I'm always working on saying no. I'm better at it now than I used to be, but still always working on that. <laughs> so that kind of ties into one of our tips, which is about communication. Not only verbalizing your food needs, your time commitments, your needs for breaks. Um, when I did go to family members' houses, I would say, hey, I need to go take a nap and like disappear, which is yep. really, really hard for me to do. Um, how do you work on making sure you're communicating not only that, but then maybe your communication style with meeting those family members that are a little bit um, not so in tune with what you want to be asked. So, you know, the brace of questions about, are you cured yet? Are you feeling better? You know, well, how do you kind of approach that type of communication or what would your advice be? Uh, my advice would be to be prepared for that kind of thing. Like, yeah, think about how you would like to answer certain questions. If you don't want to talk about something, um, I would specifically state that, like, I'm not comfortable talking with it about this. I appreciate you asking, you know, you can do it politely. You don't have to be super rude or you can be as rude as you want. Like it's your life. Um, but yeah, I think, think about it beforehand. Think about if someone asks you something that you're not comfortable with, how would you respond Yeah, and set boundaries for yourself? Yes. That's exactly what I was going to say. And don't feel like you're obligated to answer. Right. I feel like the power of just not answering, moving on, whether you, you know, just to say, hey, that's not something I'm comfortable discussing at this function. Thank you. Or if it's just a no and walking away. Right. Yeah. You don't have to explain yourself. You don't have to justify how you're feeling and you don't have to 
feel like there's an excuse for doing what's best for you. Right. Yep. Uh, do you have any horror stories about like that you're comfortable with openly sharing about the most uncomfortable like question you got asked or anything? I honestly, I don't, not that I can think of off the top of my head. My family is really open. Um, mm -hmm. So I am pretty um, blunt with them is what I will say. So yeah. if someone asks me a question, I'm very good at answering in a way that will make you uncomfortable, <laughs> which is <laughs> terrible. That's so bad to say. Oh, it's great. But, I um, it. Yeah, I I can't really think of anything specifically, but I have gotten better at standing up for myself um, as I've gotten older, which I wasn't yeah. always because I would, I used to brush everything off. Just it's not worth it. Like um, I'm an Enneagram nine. I don't know if you do anything mm -hmm. with the Enneagram, but um, that's the peacemaker. And I am like a classic nine. Like I don't want conflict. I don't want drama. So I would, I would just brush everything off my shoulders, but I am getting better about them. As I've grown yeah. and learned, I'm trying. I think from the infertility standpoint, I've gotten better at speaking my feelings on it and, mm -hmm. or people have been educated not to say things. I still struggle with the chronic illness standpoint because I feel like, I don't know if it's that they won't understand, but maybe it's just like, I don't, I don't want to explain it either. It's still, I don't know. I just don't want to, I don't want to talk about it. And so for me, like if I am feeling really, really bad and there's somebody there that doesn't know that I have a chronic illness, that it causes me to feel a certain way. Um, I struggle with verbalizing it. I'll sit yeah. there and suffer. And I still want to work on that. And maybe that's, that's probably part of the reason why I don't overcommit because I know if I do commit, I'll get locked in and I don't feel like I can leave. Yeah. I'm also very noncommittal. Um, and I, don't ever talk about how I'm feeling like physically. Yeah. So I think that that has always been a big thing. Like my family doesn't understand why I need to take a nap. My family doesn't understand why yep. I want to leave, be the first one to leave. So it has always been kind of an issue, but yeah, it is what it is. Like my body can't take anymore or I'm just so exhausted from being here that that's just the way it is. Yeah. And if I am visibly to the point I hurt and you ask me about it, I'm probably not in the mood to fully explain it. You Correct. Know I mean? Like yeah. I'm struggling to be here. Please let's not focus on it. Um, yeah. It's hard for me too. I am lucky that my family does know what I deal with and they did see me at my lows of lows. And so if I say, Hey, I don't want to go to dinner and I'm going to stay home. Um, the grace I've received in the last year and a half is really awesome. That's nice. That would have never happened if I wasn't communicating it because there's times you're just like, it's okay if you stay. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm gonna. Overthink it so much. I'm a thousand percent guilty of that. And I'm like, why can't I just be honest about it? Why can't I be just be honest about how I'm feeling at that time? Yeah. I think I had just so much guilt about the fact that somebody was here. It was the holiday replacement weekend. And then I was like, oh, this is a last minute trip. You've made yeah. time. You still got to have fun. Like you're it's, you don't feel good. That's okay. It's chronic. Yep. Um, so a good, another good segue. How do you do shopping or how would you recommend people shop for the holidays? Cause this is something I did not expect my chronic illness to impact, but it does. I'm the queen of online shopping anyways. <laughs> yeah. I, listen, there are not many things that I'm ragey about. The store is one of them. I get <laughs> the worst rage in a store. And I don't know why. I can't control it. It's who I am. <laughs> so are you an angry cart driver? Oh, my. I am. I am like, <laughs> you do not want to see me in the grocery store. <laughs> I mean, I do now, but that's for my own yeah. laughing purposes, Actually, not for your health. Someone said that to me the one day. They're like, I saw you in the store. You just looked so mad. <laughs> Like, no, I a thousand percent probably was. And I'm sure I was on like a 90 mile an hour mission. Like I, I do grocery pickup, so I don't have to oh, really man. deal with it, but I am, I, sorry, I was, that's my no, little secret. <laughs> Not anymore. Not anymore. Um, but no, I do love online shopping. It's just so convenient. It's too convenient. Yeah. I think 
it the pandemic obviously we got locked mm-hmm. up we all learned the oh shopping online but it it was something I gravitated to before that too because sometimes it's just physically too demanding on me especially yeah. if I'm in a flare-up and I have lower back pain I do enjoy grocery shopping I listen to my little crime podcast I walk around I it's my little zen moment to like really be by myself but not feel like I have responsibilities um, it allows me to be slow and meal prep. If I'm sick, I don't go to the store. I do grocery pickup. Yeah. Um, or I go to a very limited grocery item. Like, hey, I'm doing this because I want to get out of the house. I'm putting on a baseball cap. I look like crap. I'm going to get these three things and I'm not overdoing it, right? Really strict boundaries. But when it comes to shopping for the holidays, you will never find me at a Black Friday sale. You will never. I actually did go Black Friday shopping with my sisters. Oh, I can't. Um, well, I guess I can't imagine it in a flare up, maybe if I was yeah. like 100. <laughs> and I think that that's one of those things, like I actually enjoy the time with my sisters. Like it's something we've gone and done every year. So I think I mentally have time to prepare myself for it before going. So mm-hmm. I know that it's going to be a little bit more chaotic. I know that it's going to be a little bit more hectic. And I feel like my body is a little bit more ready for it if I do prepare like that. Yeah. So, but I do enjoy it. Yep. So take, take the stress out of it. There's an online world. There's online shopping. Yeah. I'm the queen of ease. When I order my niece's presents, I mail them to my brother's yep. house, address to me and say, wrap that baby for me <laughs> every single time. Because like, to me, it makes a lot more sense than putting another chore on myself of ordering her present in, then getting in the mail and shipping it to her. And um, I'll send Amazon gifts nonstop of little notes mm-hmm. that say, open this and then like yes, so my mom I you. say all of her gifts oh I did um, yes Kaylee got me a one year history anniversary um the cutest mug that is uteruses but it looks like it's on like an ugly Christmas sweater it's so cute <laughs> and oh, I love it so much thank you I I actually I wasn't trying to give myself a uh, shameless plug there but that's, that's okay a good on the back <laughs> uh, it's a good example of me using my resources so I go on Amazon I shop and I send a note and I just surprise people that's my gift giving my way of loving yeah. love um also please post a picture of that mug or I will off of Amazon because I don't think you guys understand what an ugly uterus Chris- Christmas sweater looks like it's so cute. But I needed it in our lives like it had I have a to picture of it on my phone I'll just send it to you and we can post it and like that yeah, we'll have to wherever show notes are on the page so, or whatever last episode we talked about the period cake and celebrating your first period and then yeah. we we're talking about how you should celebrate your hysterectomy do you know that that is a market that somebody should jump on there is no hysterectomy hysterectomy anniversary gifts out there like like congratulations on used market like hey your organs been gone for a year. What's up? Like, look at I you've survived more. a year. Yeah, yeah. Like, sorry, your uterus sucked. Now you've had a whole three hundred sixty days without it. Like, yes. there's a market out there, and there wasn't any. Granted, I just looked up uterus stuff. Huge market for that. And facts, there, I think yeah, too, but I love I it. I thought there it was, was at least gonna be like party poppers. I wanted the confetti <laughs> party poppers that threw out tiny uteruses. They would have been shipped to your house. They have penis ones like that why don't they have uteruses i'm telling you an untapped market <laughs> right here my um inventing friends please make us uterus confetti and yes i will send everyone client. uterus confetti <laughs> for sure for no reason hey, happy bar uterus confetti. <laughs> bar mitzvah it's not boy yeah yeah that's why i said it <laughs> like the most not uterus the most <laughs> random one so funny. Uh, so shopping too. Sorry, we got on sidetracked by our uteruses. What? Imagine that. <laughs> Imagine that. Uh, do it online, or if you're going to go in person, make make time for your body. I just, I think there's this common theme here, but just don't overcommit. It's okay that you can't move. It's okay you need other times. Also, plan ahead. Um, I know last minute shopping is a thing, but I feel like that added stress with a chronic illness is just very not good. Yeah, I think the the main thing that I would say is allow yourself time for rest. Yeah, Um, I know it's a busy season. And it's hard, but it's important like that your body is not going to get any better if you just run it into the ground. 
for sure. So we've talked about one diet and meds and make sure you honor them Two, stress of your schedule or allowing your slash allowing yourself to recover three communication four shopping. Number five was one that you added that I don't feel like I have ever really put into good form. And I wish I had. So what's our last piece of advice I think is the most brilliant, honestly, in my opinion discussing exit strategies that one yeah um my husband and I are really good for being like okay we're gonna stay this amount of time or you know we can leave but I all I usually have an exit plan like do you have like an SOS like text like this is like the bird has landed we are leaving I I don't we don't so much but I once I start like touching him or like rubbing his back or like grabbing his knee, he knows it's oh, time. He, he knows has. I'm very ready. Yeah. So he knows my cues pretty well. So you do, you have a physical SOS. We do. Yeah. We definitely have an SOS. So, and I think it goes both ways. If he's like ready to go, he'll like give me looks and I'm like, okay, like, well, time to go he's, to the team. we're like, yeah, we're pretty good at <laughs> bailing each other out. So that's awesome. Yeah. I don't feel like, I feel like that's my Midwestern goodbye kind of upbringing I, oh. I'm very bad at leaving oh not I me I'm like okay in. I'm leaving bye <laughs> that's so funny because I guess it kind of depends if it's something that I feel like I can organically just disappear from yeah I do then I I just disappear I'll just leave but if it's like family and friends where you like feel like you have to say goodbye and give all the hugs I'm a midwestern goodbye in those situations and I have a really hard time like parting ways oh I'm um, not at all I once I'm ready, like my mind is made up and I will be out the door within five minutes. <laughs> like, oh, no good. If you're not I around, I'm I, not saying bye to you. <laughs> I don't know if I told you here in a personal conversation, but I went to a Chiefs game a couple weeks back and I had to go to the bathroom in the fourth quarter and I got up, didn't tell anyone because I'm a grown up and you can do those things. I got up and, <laughs> and let me clarify this. I drove myself. I went alone, solo dolo for work. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> I, uh, I got up, went to the bathroom, and then I was like, yeah, I'm just going to keep walking, and literally just went from the bathroom to my car and left the entire game, and I was just yeah. like, I mean. That's very much my style. I'm allowed to just dip. I did warn somebody earlier in the day. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm the type of person that will just disappear, but I do that, especially with the friends that will support me with it. I will just leave, whether that's like, hey, I need to go move my body because my hip hurts and if I go on a walk I'll feel better or if it's like a I'm just gonna go to the house and take a nap in the bath and I'll come back over in my onesie I'm gonna do it the beautiful thing about my life is that I go to bed really early so nobody expects me to stay out late and that is like the greatest gift that anyone could give me (laughs) it's just (laughs) not expecting me to stay long because they'll be like oh, you're out late tonight. And I'm like, yeah, I know. And it'll be like 930. (laughs) Okay, so we talked about tips and tricks. uh, But we also want to give advice. So the first one we wrote down was reward yourself, because it is not all about surviving the holidays. It's about navigating the holidays. And part of that is having fun. Yeah, I agree. Um, I I think you should reward yourself. If you want to buy yourself, buy yourself something. If you want to treat yourself to a bath, a fancy bottle of wine, a uh, long nap, you know, be proud of yourself if you've survived something that you did, weren't sure you could make it through. Yeah, I think that kind of meshes well with my, my personal advices. Holidays are still important. If you have a chronic illness, they're about your happiness as much as traditions. Um, so there's no obligation to anything that doesn't serve you. If you don't like a tradition because it's too hard on you change it or just don't participate and go do your own personal little tradition it does not have to be because this is a holiday this is what we do um no reason to cause prolonged pain or sickness just because you're trying to keep up with the joneses it it doesn't make sense to me anymore do what makes you happy and then kind of communicate to your friends and family about how that is going to serve us all and a lot of times if they're friends in your family they're okay with adjusting things so you're feeling better yeah um that is pretty much my advice too I just said that the holidays can be whatever you want to make them um you don't have to do a prescribed list of things if even if that's what you've done every single year 
Yeah. Um, if you, if you want to skip them this year, cause you don't feel up to it, do it. It's your body. It's your life. Just choose what brings you joy. Definitely. So we're going to cut this one short ish so we can do part two on infertility. If you have questions or you want to be part of the show, leave us a voice note on anchor DM us. Um, We'll do a total wrap up on part two, but I do want to say if there is something you are particularly struggling with dealing with your chronic illness and the holidays and you want specific advice, let us know just because it wasn't one of our top tips here. It doesn't mean it's not something we've experienced or we'll find a resource to speak to it. Yes, I agree. Yep. Always feel free to reach out whatever you need. And with that, Betsy, you are required to do the Not Your Mama sign-off with all the sass. This has been Not Your Mama Pod. (laughs) See you guys in part two. Bye. This is my favorite tip, like tip, is to start your own childless traditions, whatever that may be. Um, Last year in particular, we chose to just do stocking stuffers, which was cool for us. We didn't need a ton of stuff. And um, we decided we would, were going to make um, Italian donuts from scratch. So oh, wow. I think they're called Zepp- Zeppoli, Zeppoli, something like that. I'm so we had, correct you if you're wrong. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either, but it's fine. Any Italians that want to correct me, you're welcome to. <laughs> so we made donuts from scratch and we had mimosas And it was the perfect start to our morning. And I'm like, I was just cherishing every moment of it. And I was like, this is so much better than exchanging gifts. I loved it so much. I love that. Let's keep talking about how we make things positive before we go into how to like survive things. I think that's amazing. I mentioned it in part one. I want to travel to get away for the holidays. And that's kind of that same kind of thought, like making my own traditions. But no one says the holidays I have to be stuck at home doing no. the family dinners or hanging out with people's children. It could mean I go book a flight and go wherever or go rent an Airbnb, which are usually free this time of year and take my dogs. How much better would Christmas be if you're on a beach in Mexico? Is I'm just saying. saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, I don't, I don't need, I, I do like snow on Christmas day, but I'd be okay with some white sand. Yeah. Or go up into the mountains and get a cabin and just experience something different. Um, I think that's really cool. I also like the fact that there's more and more local things or things you can travel to specifically for kidless or kid-free adults. So there's kidless, kid-free, adult-only holiday parties, adult-only resorts, things like that where you can say, I am making an active decision to be around grown adults and grown adults only. Yeah. Now to add to that, um, I think that this kind of goes with creating your own traditions. One yeah. of my favorite things that we do is um, with a with two of our friends. Actually, now we added an additional couple this year. Is we do what's called pajamas, oh. and we make like a super fancy dinner. We alternate whose house whose hosts it. Yeah, and we make like a really really fancy dinner, and um, we just wear our Christmas pajamas. But it is the greatest because it's like, no, there's no kids. There's no family. Yeah. I mean, actually, technically, my husband is cousins with one of them, but that doesn't count. Yeah, no, no, no like obligation family. Yeah. Friends. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> like we've all said, like, that's one of our favorite events of this season because it is so relaxed. Like, there's no pressure. And yeah. it's my favorite. I joined Uprising's Child Free Women Game Night this week. And which was really, really fun. Um, One of the reasons I got attracted to it, I don't know if I will ever do it because I get uncomfortable pretty easy. Uh, But why I'm attracted to her program or site or whatever is because I saw this post. They did child-free women-only vacations. And they're about to go somewhere real cool. Um, Now, I get really bad anxiety. I would have to have like a personal friend with me before I could be comfortable taking that jump. Yeah. Like, so if you ever want to go on one of these, I'm game, but doing it all by myself. I'll take a trip anywhere. I don't care. Yeah. I don't know that I would go by myself either. But the idea of like, and and that's kind of part of the reason why I joined the game night is to start to get to know these women and, you know, maybe make another friend. Um, But the idea of like purposely deciding I'm doing a vacation 
and the goal is to be adults and then to have another layer on that the goal is to be kid free women and celebrate each other I was just like that is so organically magical and I can't wait to get there yeah I know I've had a conversation with a few people about doing a uh, a childless women's retreat as well yeah like just a long weekend which would be an incredible experience I think so I think so Maybe, maybe it'll come up in your future. Maybe not your maybe. mama pod will be a part of it. <laughs> Who knows? Let's talk through our tips to survive. Maybe some of the areas that we feel like are, are needing to be mindful about. Sure. Um, I think that one of them is allowing time for your emotions, like yeah. allowing time to feel whatever feelings may come up. Grief. It. Yeah. Grief can come up at any time. Yeah. Um, especially at some time as like traditional and sentimental as Christmas. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm speaking of Christmas directly. Obviously there are hundreds of other holidays that yeah. are meaningful to other people, but yeah, I think that of any of the seasons, Christmas can be one of the hardest for you to be childless because it's so child focused. Yeah. So I feel like the whole holiday season, like, I, I, I start to get triggered at Halloween because you see all the pictures of the kids in their costumes and they come by your house. Um, I purposely did not hand out candy this year because I just, I didn't want to be a part of it. And it's funny because the years that I was very like unable to process my grief, I was still engaged in it. And now that I've started to cope and feel good and feel like I'm on the path to kid free, I just don't have an interest in it. So I'm not right. going to do it. Um, but I feel like sometimes Halloween is triggering to me Thanksgiving for me is always low key. So it's not too bad. And then when I start to get into the Christmas feel, it's hard because the movies I love from childhood, the right. Christmas Santa, the, all that sort of stuff, it's just very ch- kid focused. And it's hard if you are just trying to be strong that whole time. Yeah, there are definitely some traditions that I would have passed down had I had kids. So I think that's yeah. probably one of the harder things. Like we make this, um, I think it's a German coffee cake. We call it, it's called Kuchen. So we do a baking day mm-hmm. every year. So that's our, our day is Saturday this year. And um, that's been like passed down from my mom's grandma to my grandma to my mom. And so that's like one of those things, like, thankfully, like my nieces will be able to pass it along, hopefully, but yeah. I will never get to pass that along to anyone. So yeah. that's one of those things that can be like triggering sometimes. So you know what? And I don't, I don't have his permission to share. So hopefully my brother doesn't care. My brother does have a daughter, so he's not child free, but he always wanted to also have a son. And he uh, told me years back, one of the hardest things for him was that our family name is not going to be passed down. And he has a struggle every time it's like the holidays and he sees all the cards come in and he realizes like his family is going to be the last family utilizing that last name. That was actually one of, yeah, that was one of my husband's hardest things is because there'll be no one to carry on our last, his last name. Yeah. And so that was absolutely, it's a valid trigger, regardless mm-hmm. of whether you have one child or not. I mean, that's totally reasonable. And it's, it's from that too. I always talked about how family gifts would be open for the kids on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day is saved for Santa because that's the way I grew up. And it's just, it's hard to cope. Um, the second thing that comes to mind for me is being the kid less kid free adult, uh, traveling requests of me, I feel like are sometimes a little bit more. And honestly, my personal opinion, unfair, I get asked to go other places because they have children and they want to spend the holidays at home. And unfortunately the, the trade-off is if you don't go, we don't do the holidays together anymore. I feel like there's some expectation there that I'm flexible. I won't be the one to move. Um, So I said that as my second tip or my advice is I think the burden of saying that you have to travel because you're the one without kids is just bull hunky and you should never travel unless you want to. Now, if you travel because you could go see your amazing 16 year old niece and it's super fun. Okay. That's great. You enjoy it, but there's no obligation that says you have to travel. It is still a relationship with your family member one-to-one the roads work both ways and if they don't want you then go travel to somewhere across the ocean and sit on a beach with that white sand 
Yep. I agree. <laughs> Again, my family's not local, so yeah, I think I it's have different. those pressures on me a bit more than maybe if you're just driving across the town. But yeah, I have to drive literally the farthest I have to drive is 40 minutes um, <laughs> for my dad's Christmas and it's not that big a deal. So it is very different for me. We do house hop though um, yeah. on Christmas day. So it is overwhelming and a lot, but um, no, I, I don't have quite those same travel expectations like across the estate or so. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys do for gift giving in your family? Is it gifts for everyone gifts just for the children? So I'm one of six kids. Mm-hmm. So um, we actually exchange names, even my nieces and nephews. And um, each family has however many names of the number of people you have, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. So um, adults typically get adults and usually kids get a kid's name. So, yeah. yeah. So I don't often have my nieces or nephews names, but yeah. I think that's awesome. That actually would have been my recommendation to anyone that feels like gift giving is hard is to do a secret Santa if you can. Um, So that way there's like, you're only obligated to get for one person. And I really like how you guys kind of do kids and adults. Yeah. I I think it's one just maybe mention for my, our listeners that aren't kidless or kid free, maybe more of a like, Hey, just think about the situation. And if you think you could do it in a way that maybe takes less pressure off of a party that doesn't have kids I recommend it because I mean gifts are no joke that is a financial it is a strain if, I mean it really if somebody's is a family of six of seven and you are a, a single unit that's a very big difference like cost point for people Absolutely. and I don't think people of kids always recognize that and I don't think the answer is just buy for the kids I think you need to also think about the adults and do some adult one-on-one um and for me I always just ask my people in my life to do something with me so let's plan a date let's plan a go out let's plan a trip let's go have some fun instead of you buying something I love experience gifts they're my absolute favorite I do not need materialistic things but like Mm -hmm. yeah I love a a day trip a Broadway or (laughs) something I just love an event um, so that kind of keys into it. And I don't know, this may be just more of a personal trigger for me, but I definitely wanted to mention it in case other people experience it. I have to be very careful with whom I shop with when it comes to the holidays, because I don't want to damper their joy to buy the child, children gifts, the children clothes to talk about being a grandma or whatever, but my heart can't always just go spend two hours in the kids clothes section. So, so yeah, I think you, that's absolutely boundaries. Per, boundaries. <laughs> boundaries is yeah. a huge thing. Um, I actually don't like to shop with hardly anyone. <laughs> <laughs> you like really we're aggressive shopper. Uh, aren't you? I am. I'm so, I <laughs> no, I love this. I just, would you like, have expected this out of me? No. And no. I think it's why I love it so much. Because <laughs> I think if anybody heard the two of us talk, they'd be like, Kaylee has some aggression and she's probably really poor in a grocery <laughs> store. And Betsy probably talks to everyone. And Betsy yeah. wants to run you over with her cart. Betsy will run you over with her cart. A hundred percent. Guys, watch your ankles. Watch yeah. your ankles. Get out of my way. If you... <laughs> I'm just okay, kidding. so Betsy's key advice here is don't shop with anyone because you don't want to be frustrated. How fast? How much faster does it go when you're by yourself? That is true, <laughs> and I don't like when people want to take me down aisles that I don't need items on, and that yes. does relate to Christmas yeah, shopping. But I don't need that. It's fine. Um, and then with our chronic illness episode, we did talk about the benefits of online shopping, and I think yes. you can definitely apply those here if you feel more comfortable doing the shopping from the inside of your own house do it you are empowered absolutely um I think the next one is family photos and cards like how do you deal with opening up a card for a of a family I ask you a really like direct question Uh uh-huh do you get a lot of like holiday cards with like family photos or sweet notes or whatever during the holidays I actually don't I get like very few cards I feel like also are you in the Midwest for real yes. though? Like, I, are you, I don't 
No, you don't do Midwestern goodbyes and you don't I get know. Like, tons of cards. What? I, I get some cards. Like my family, my mom's really good about sending out cards. And, you know, yeah. there are certain people that in my life who I get cards from. I just, I feel like many people do cards anymore. And I could be totally wrong. Yeah, I don't know. On that. Um, but also. Well, that really sets up my question, poor Because my question for you was going to be like, do you feel obligated to put them out on display? No. I don't at all, even if we get cards. Do you do the, oh, great, file it in the trash can? Yes. (laughs) My husband actually gets really mad about this because I am, I'm sorry, anyone who's listening who is going to send me a card. Yeah, I'm really sorry. But I do. I look, I'm like, oh, that's so nice. I thought of us. But what am I supposed to do with that card at that point? Like, I appreciate it. You look beautiful. If you send a picture, I appreciate your note if you wrote me a note. I'm going to I'm file that. <laughs> uh, so I feel the same way. No, obviously, okay. if it's if it's my nieces, yes, your pictures will stay in my house somewhere. Yes. Yeah. Um, but if it's like my cousin's family, you guys look real, real good, and I'm gonna recycle you. Yes. <laughs> I just I don't I don't feel obligated. And I think it also is a layer of protection for my heart. Like what if I mm-hmm. woke up and I was having a really emotional day and then I walked out to my fridge and was like, there's 20 families with kids. And yeah. it's not like, I'm not going to put myself in that, that risk. No. So you should, you should protect yourself in any way you feel is right. And I did used to do uh, Christmas cards with my dogs and maybe I'll try it again. Cause I have a dog that likes dressing up, but I just, I don't want extra stress. So I appreciate the cards. I usually call or text you back and I love you. Yeah. That's about all I got on that. Yep. So the other thing that comes this time of year, whether it's paper or digital is there's so many announcements, so many pregnancy announcements. Yeah. I've saw, um, I've seen at least three today. Yeah. I think that's another one where you have to decide to protect your heart or yeah. um, a little bit of self-preservation goes a long way. Like if you see someone posting online, mm-hmm. it's okay to mute that person. Like it is, 100%. there's nothing wrong with that at all. So yeah, yeah I think self-preservation is important. And I will give a little PSA out there. If you are an individual that are not kid free or kidless, but maybe you have friends that don't have children or family members that don't have children, whether you know if it's intentional or a problem or they're just not there yet. I really, really encourage you guys to not do announcement gifts. It is the most devastating thing to be put in a position where you have to immediately be happy because eyes are on you and you're taking away that minute to process it. I don't like somebody giving you like a onesie saying like, you're going to be an aunt or something like that. Okay. Which is. Which is super traditional. Um, yeah. I mean, no, I when I that. was pregnant, I, I went and gave random gifts. I gave my dad this tiniest pair of cowboy boots to tell oh. him I was with child. Um, it's really cool. I love that excitement. I love the idea about it. Being on the other end, having miscarried. Yeah. Yeah, that's putting you on the spot in a really, mm-hmm. really tough situation because you don't know how your grief is going to like manifest itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be in a hundred different ways. And if it's really upset or like really, really strong emotions, that's not something I would want to process in front of anyone else. Yeah. So, and I think, I think it's just a cool reminder to people maybe who haven't had child loss, just to think about, you know, you don't know everybody's circumstances. It's still an area that is treated with very much shame and hush hush tones. If you don't know, then maybe just go off the side of caution just to protect the people you love. Yeah. Um, with that, we kind of hit a hit on being around people. So how do you deal with, with, and maybe not now, but back in the day when people would question you, when are you having children or giving you bad advice or asking the inappropriate questions? You know, it is honestly, it's very hard question for me to answer because I think I've blocked so much, so much out. Yeah. Um, it is really, really hard for me to remember people asking me those what kind of questions. What would you do if your little sister decided she wasn't going to have children and she was getting ready to experience this? How would you tell her to respond to people? 
Maybe that's a better approach. Yeah, that probably is. Oh, I would tell her to be honest, be like, I no, I'm, I don't think I'm going to have kids. I'm comfortable with that decision. Um, I would tell her to absolutely speak her truth, which I think is what I should have done. I don't know that that would have been how I would have responded then. Um, now I would have, I would have been like, oh no, yeah. I had a hysterectomy a year ago. We can't have kids. Um, or are you kidding? Like you want us to have kids? Look at our life. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I'm not entering a kid into this life because this is good. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, yeah, I think that's amazing advice. I, I highly encourage them. Mind your business. Not the yeah. place, not appropriate. I also encourage you not to put too much effort in if it's something that doesn't matter. Like yeah. I, I do like, I do believe a in quick, <laughs> no. Yeah. A I'm quick no. Sometimes saves you. Yeah. And I think I talked about that a couple weeks ago when I was at my sister's event, someone asked me and, um, I, I just quickly said, no, I don't, I don't kids. And I turned and I just continued my conversation with my little sister. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think that that was a little bit of like, not wanting to get into it, not wanting to make anyone uncomfortable and just moving on. Like, like, I don't, sometimes your peace of mind or the notion you don't have to spend explaining something to someone is worth it's the right path for you yeah um I think that's something I still struggle with at times when people ask me when you're gonna have children or whatever and I do think the fact that sometimes family members can have those conversations before you even enter the room is like the best thing my favorite thing yep uh what about events you go to do you go to every invite? Do you go to the same ones every year? I, I tend to be really overly selective of what I want to participate in. So how do you approach it? Yeah. So we have very specific events that we do go to. We are very booked in the month of December. Like we have something every single weekend and it is exhausting. By the time January comes around, we are like, we're not talking to anyone. <laughs> um, That's so funny. I on the yeah. other hand try to get as much relaxation and stress-free life as I can get like people are busy so sometimes they don't notice if you just don't want to go yeah my dad has lived out of town for the last I don't know 12 or so years so Mm -hmm. they they have a specific Saturday of a Christmas every year however they just moved in back in town like literally last week Um, oh that's awesome yeah it is so they we still will do a Saturday with them but it is, it's like, I have baking day this week. I have a Christmas next week. I have, we have pajamas the next week and then it's actual Christmas. So it's just. you're enjoying all those things, it's totally yeah. worth it. And if you're but, not, then be selective with what you do. Yeah. But I will only make sure I have one thing to do. Like one day of the weekend. I make sure I always have one other day of rest. To recover, to do your yeah, prep. To do whatever I want to do. Yeah. I, I stick mine to it, but like. I've been very traditional with like Christmas Eve has always been at my dad's. And so we'll plan that months in advance. Um, and then obviously like with my mom being out of town, I may not catch her. So we're just really organic kind of doing it last Friday because they yeah, came into nice. town, right? Just trying to be very flexible is important for me. And then to not overstress myself about getting there and making everything happen. Like I'll get up and get around. I make sure I work out before every yep. time I have a, family event because it's I put a good, the effort into myself first. Yeah. So I will absolutely get my stress and anxiety out first at the gym in the morning or doing yoga or something. I know if I do that, I'm going to be a better sport about the whole day and yeah. be able to cope better with whoever. Well, I feel like if I invest in me and make sure I'm doing the things to make me happy and not giving up things that I want, Right. Then I tend to deal better with the circumstances that make me uncomfortable. I agree with that. I, and I think like for me, working out helps me process things better anyways. I yeah. think it helps me to be more clear headed and maybe a little bit more um, good at responding to the uncomfortable situations. I couldn't have said it better. Uh, I, we have went through a lot of these couple left. I think the next one you added, but I'm going to steal it from you because I feel like you've actually became this extension for me. So finding support 
talk to a fellow kidless or kid-free friend, um, having that sort of support system. I've been texting Betsy like, oh, I may have to do this thing that makes me uncomfortable. And just being able to have somebody who understands where I can just say, this is why it makes me uncomfortable. I don't know if I want to see this individual. And just being able to like express it and not hide it inside has made a lot of situations easier for me. It is so important. Like I still need that. I mean, I'm pretty far along in my healing journey, but there are people that I will be like, Hey, this situation's making going to make me uncomfortable and blah, blah, blah. Um, and I, it's going to be people who understand people who have struggled yeah. with infertility or people who are childless. Like, yeah, this is not anything to do with Christmas, but I won't go to baby showers. Like, yeah, that's a self-preservation thing on my part. And there are some yeah. people that understand that. And I think that that is a very one-to-one ratio. And we will do a podcast on saying no to baby showers because I feel like for some reason, that's such a hard thing to say no to and probably the most needed. Yeah. Nope. That's a, a super important one. And that was a big deal for me. Yeah. So. I love that. And I love, yes, and thank you. System. Thank you, by the way. Thank you for being that support system for me. Cause uh, I think it's very important the way you said, find a support system that's kidless or kid free, because I have a really good support system, but somebody that actually understands like yeah. without me having to emotionally verbalize, like why this is difficult for me. Right. And then yeah, you your advice is really meaningful. And, well, thank you. And right back at you, like you're very important to me. Like I, yeah. Did we I, just become best friends? Yup. <laughs> <laughs> That might be a new this just became the mushy gushy show <laughs> yes girl uh, but i agree and if you don't know somebody if you haven't been blessed to meet a betsy in your life social media for the right groups i think is really important there's been a yeah. lot of kid free events or support groups that i've just started seeing because i'm following those accounts this holiday yeah. season yeah they're out there you just have to find them for sure And then our very last one is, again, yours, and I think it's golden. Uh, Explain what your exit strategies are and how those help you. So um, we kind of talked in the last episode about, or the last part of the episode about having a plan to leave a situation if you're uncomfortable. I feel like it's really important that you don't feel like you're obligated to stay anywhere that you are Mm -hmm. uncomfortable. Have a plan have a 911 text with your spouse or have a 911 text with your support system. Be like, Hey, Mm -hmm. if I'm uncomfortable, you're going to be like, call me and get me out of here. Or you can just be like, I'm only staying for two hours and then I'm leaving. And do you want to know what the most powerful phrase ever I've learned is? What? I'm going to go ahead and head out. I have a prior obligation. I have a prior obligation. There you go. Nothing more. Nothing less. I have a prior obligation. I did that last night through the game night because I knew I was going to be uncomfortable to be there for a full hour with where I was mentally and physically. And so I plan to work out. That's my prior obligation, but I have a, I have a workout time. I have a prior obligation. I'm going to leave after the first round. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like if you know, you're going to be uncomfortable, have a plan for leaving. Yeah. It it's important. I mean, even if you're like, okay, well, I'm done. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm tapping out. And I'm really going to be in a Houdini when I don't feel obligated, but yeah. I'm, I'm going to practice that exit strategy. And knowing me, it's probably just going to be very bluntness yeah. um, with the holidays this year with my family and just saying, Hey, I'm, I'm ready to go now. I'm going to go. Honestly, that's how it is. Most of the time with me, I'll be like, okay, like we're done with gifts. We're done with food. Like, I know my family will sit around and play games for a while, but I'm not always there, like, mentally for it. So, yeah, yeah, I'm usually ready. So I'll be like, okay, bye. <laughs> I feel like I am learning to do this a little bit with children's birthday parties. Mm-hmm. They're my new baby shower. I still go. Um, the minute gifts are done or cake's done, I'll just leave. I just say, hey, I've, 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 I've been here. I'm going to go. So it's my new version of saying no. Yes. Um, if I still feel obligated to go, then I set the period of like, this is when you think it's okay to leave. And if it got really bad before that, I definitely exit. But in, if not, I already have like my time frame set out that I'm going to go ahead and leave this engagement. 
Yeah, I almost always give myself a time frame. I mean, that's yeah. pretty much my, my way of doing things. I'm not going to get stuck somewhere for a long time. <laughs> no way. If I feel like staying longer, I will, but yeah. So let's jump into our advice for the holidays. Um, as much as I think there's really good resources online, I think if you're in a bad place mentally or emotionally or you don't want to be triggered, I really suggest staying away from social media or muting a lot of accounts if you're going to be on there. Yeah, it's so easy to mute accounts. Do that. If, if you need to protect your heart, absolutely do. Definitely. Um, don't feel obligated. You know, I think we reiterated that several times. Like, it's super important that you don't feel obligated to go to places like Self-preservation, mm-hmm. I keep saying that term, but it is so important. Like, it is really, really important that you protect yourself in whatever way you need to. Yeah, and my message is still, holidays are for happiness and joy. And if you're doing something that impacts either of those for you, it's not the right move for you. If you go somewhere and you're excited about it and it goes south and you're no longer having fun, it's okay to leave. Cause you should yeah. be happy. Yeah. Uh, and then if somebody talks to you at those events or you're asked something or, you know, a question is going to be a trigger for you, prep your response, be prepared, just showing up and getting caught off guard. I feel like is something you can control because yeah. you know, what's going to hurt you. And while you may not have like the word for word response, because people may ask you something a little bit to the left, you know how you feel and you know what you're uncomfortable discussing. So just don't, yeah. or say you're, you know, no, no, thank you. Yeah. Yes. Tell them if you're not comfortable discussing it. I mean, it, it is as easy as that. I'm not, as, I'm not comfortable discussing this right now. And I will so. add, I don't care who's asking you. I know a lot of times people, or at least I've heard like my grandma or somebody yeah. that like of a level of authority in your family is the one asking. So you feel obligated. I'm going to tell you, I don't agree with that logic. If it's an inappropriate question, it's an inappropriate question, no matter who it comes from. And you don't have to be rude, but you can also just say, no, I'm not answering that. Yeah, you can answer it respectfully if it's someone that you respect, if it's someone that, I mean, most people mean well by it. It is a thing, but it's still inappropriate. It's still not an okay question to ask. And sometimes it's important to educate those people on that. Yeah. And I think you do have a responsibility of knowing your triggers. So I do recommend that you are communicative to whomever you're going Um, if you're uncomfortable discussing that, or if there's going to be family members there that don't know your experience, your journey, or your thoughts on being a parent, it's okay to have those conversations beforehand, or just simply texting on the same, Hey, I'm not going to be discussing this situation. Yeah. Yeah. And my final, um, word of advice was this is your life. You are free to live it. However you want, you are not accountable to anybody except for yourself. And maybe, I don't know, maybe your spouse, if that's, <laughs> <laughs> and, and your dogs and your dogs. And, yes. Yeah. That's about it. But, um, live it however you want. If you don't want to go to events, don't go to events. If you want to leave events, leave events. No yeah. one is forcing you to do anything. Choose what's going to make you happy. Yeah. And if there's something that is personally triggering you or something that you want help prepping on, and we didn't touch it on this episode, let us know. Our goal here is to talk through some of our experiences, the main things that stand out, to be a voice if you need help, and to also maybe educate those that you're going to interact with and maybe get them in a better place. Yeah. And this um, this might go without saying, but this message for um, listeners who may not be childless, but you may know about a child, um, we love you. We appreciate you but we don't need your advice. We don't need you to tell us about somebody's infertility or um, somebody's great story about success. You're yeah. trying to survive and we're trying to move on. And um, if you, if someone wants to have that conversation, that's fine, but don't offer your advice. Don't ask when someone's going to have kids. Um those are inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. That's all I'd say about just that. because you're doing it from a good place doesn't mean it's going to have that impact. So maybe just refrain yeah. and the people who want to discuss their situation will organically bring it up to you. It's, it's definitely not your place to start those conversations. So just yeah. fall back and compliment their shoes, people. Yeah. That 
let us know if you have any specific questions. Again, we're here to help. Uh, Betsy, tell them how they can get a hold of us. You can connect with us on Instagram at NachoMamaPod. You can email us. You can leave us a voice memo on Anchor. Yes, ma'am. And message either one of us anytime you need anything or whatever you want. Yeah, we'll be around to let us know. Um, We are happy to discuss it. I have all of our links and apps in the show notes, so we're pretty easy to get a hang of. We appreciate you guys listening. We appreciate you having this discussion with us. Again, let us know if you have a question. We'll throw you into a future episode or we'll do some sort of online posting. But with that, Betsy, do you have any other last thoughts? Nope. We love you. We are thankful for you. And this has been Not Your Mama Pod. Happy holidays. You got this. You are worthy. Thank you, guys. Bye.